damn, let's talk some shit. It's Polly Siegel and Victoria Aaron, two licensed therapists who've spent way too much money on degrees, certifications, and trainings. Mm. We both love what we do and couldn't imagine working in any other profession, but we're forced to be serious all the time, and that gets boring. Shit Talking Shrinks discusses important mental health topics, the human experience, and society at large, while poking fun along the way. It won't be all fun and games because after every episode, you'll walk away with tangible tools to navigate life more effectively. We love a tangible tool. Episode four, the tragedy of modern dating. A tragic tale of dating tragically. All right. This is a topic that comes up a lot clinically for us, but also just a lot of buzz in society around modern dating and the hardship that comes along with it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This shit is real. As I said in our last episode, right? Like, I've been on the dating scene for the last seven months. And shit is weird out there, for real. Not as weird as being in a seven and a half year relationship where I was an overgiver and a martyr, but still weird. You know what I mean? I mean, share with us. Like, what's weird? What's hard? What's challenging? Like, being on dating apps and engaging with total strangers, also getting set up with friends of friends and, just experiencing like all of that, like you're just constantly navigating some fuck shit, you know, like my experience has been super fun because I've gone into it with the intention of I will have fun. But underlying all of that was also the intention of finding my life partner. You know, Mm. there was so much pressure that I put on myself and the parties I was dating to like be it. Mm. You know, you are Mm. it. You are the love of my life. And that's actually insane if you think about it. Because these are people that I had no idea who they were. Well, I think you're speaking to something that a lot of of women experience, where we have so much internal pressure to find our soulmate, to find our person, to find our better half. And we go into dating with our checklist and all of the criteria that we're looking for, and we're rigid, and we're intensely attached to that. And then when we're on the date, we're not even present because we're trying to size up the person to assess whether they are, quote, the one. Will my dad like you? Will you be able to smoke a cigar with him? Will my mom find you attractive? How big's your dick? Does your dick work? Are you going to please me sexually? Yeah. I mean, I'd be fucking after the first date, so... I find that out pretty quick. You do be fucking after a first date. <laughs> she do be. <laughs> I, I was fucking after first dates, like truly. But then what's even crazy about that, then there's this like shame spiral of don't fuck after the first nah. date. That's bad. Will he still be interested in me if I give it up too easy? Like, That's, yes. Sorry. I think women experience intense pressure around having to show up in this very scripted way. And again, we're speaking to heterosexual relationships here. So I don't want to speak on something that I haven't personally gone through myself. And as a heterosexual, this is my journey in it. There was just so much pressure to have to find the person that's my soulmate, make sure he meets all the criteria, not be super easy, make sure I'm playing the game of cat and mouse. (laughs) I mean, it's absolutely insane and ridiculous. Yes, it is. And I think too, I experienced my first 
bout of fuckboys, right? Like this year, I'm 31 years old and I'm just experiencing fuckboys, like tragedy. They also feel a sense of pressure, right? Because they're like, I got to make this girl think that I am the one, right? So that she gives it up and then I'm disappearing. So they have to lie. They have to do all that shit. They have to fake it just to get fucked. It's like, that's crazy. Like what they don't realize is I'll still fuck them even if they're not Yo, the one. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's like that dude that I dated who was like, I'll take you to my parents' house in Naples. It's like, bro, I don't need that. We could have just had sex and been fine. Like, I'll still suck your dick even though you're a piece of shit. <laughs> It's not about your value as a person. It's if I find you attractive. But seriously. So yeah, like modern dating is weird. And I think one of our really good colleagues, Marnie Nalloway, right? She's a badass bitch. And we'll post her website in the comments so you can look at what she does. She's an education consultant. She's an interior therapist. She's a career coach. She's badass. She explained to me that like on apps, they're over inundated with attractive women. And there's a serious discrepancy in attractive women to attractive men. So all these men are getting flooded with hot bitches, mm -hmm. right? And so if they have a good time with me, right? And they're like, oh yeah, I liked her. But then somebody slides into the DMs and they're hotter than I am, bye. And so they just keep getting these hot ass bitches that they're promising things to. And then they go away. There's a constant influx. You're also speaking to, I think, without awareness, is choice overload. Mm -hmm. The app has so many options yeah. that it leads to choice paralysis. Yes. So these men that have so many attractive women that they can swipe through, mm -hmm. they go on a date and let's say the date goes fairly well. Yeah. They know that they don't need to make a decision with that person because they could swipe a thousand more attractive women that might have better qualities, who might have a better family, yeah. have bigger tits, have a better job, yeah. have more wealth, whatever the criteria is that that person's looking for, yeah. is that there's too many options and the access to those options, it's leading people to not make a choice and not having the gratitude for what's in front of them. So that's, I think, like the antidote to all of this, right? Because like what I've experienced in the last couple months is this understanding of gratitude is essential in this process, in the dating process. And setting the intention of I am here to have a good and delicious time. That's been my mantra. And I'm having the best time right now. Like, it's such a good time. I can't believe it. And it's also because I entered into it with, I am here for fun. I am here to receive. I am here to enjoy. I'm not here to, like, find my husband and plan my future. Is that what you're saying is the golden ticket? It's the yes. way that you show up. Instead of going on dates, trying to find your soulmate, go in with the intention of fun, receiving, Mm -hmm. And just really being present and enjoying the experience. Right. And like gratitude. And gratitude for whatever that person brings in that interaction. I have never had a shitty date. I don't know what that's like. I don't know how. I've interacted with shitty people. But the dates have always been great. 
And I think because I enter into them, whether the intention was because I thought I was going to find my husband or not, it's like, I'm going to be so present. I'm going to be fully authentically myself. And I'm just going to have fun with this person. And what have you noticed by shifting your priorities to fun, gratitude, being present? I've just noticed that I'm enjoying the process so much that I am not playing those mind games that I had been playing, right? Like I would call you when I was trying to date somebody and trying to figure them out, right? Well, they did this, they're pulling back. And what about this? And what about that? It's like all of that mental energy was just compounding. It was so exhausting to live that way. You know, like I would check in with my gut. Well, he didn't text me this morning, but he texted me in the afternoon. And like, it's like fucking crazy. It's so draining. And so when I feel that sense, right, today, if I, you know, I'm seeing somebody, right? So like, if I ever feel that, I check in with myself and I'm like, bitch, what? Like, you're having such a good time, right? And then I put my my momentum towards my work, my friendships, my this, my that. And you know what? There he comes up, popping up on my phone. Hi, cutie. It's like insane. I think there's magic to what you're saying that by showing up, and really being present in the experience and finding the joys of that experience removes a lot of pressure. But I'm going to have to challenge you too, because I think if you walk into dating only with the mindset of, I'm here to have fun, you might lose sight of your true values and needs and desires in the process. I don't think one thing cancels the other out. I check in with no, myself. No, I'm, I'm saying balance. You have to be able to have mm. both the present mindset and find the gratitude and joy of the process. And you have to have the ability to advocate your needs yeah. and what you're envisioning for the future. Oh, we're not disagreeing 100%. Yeah. I completely agree. I have to ask myself, are my needs getting met? Do I feel fulfilled? Is this good for me? You know, if the answer is yes to those things, then fuck yeah, keep going. And if the answer is fuck no, then you need to intentionally pause and go, how can I get my needs met? Or what boundaries do I need to set in order to get my needs met? Yes. Or do I need to walk away from this person with dignity and be able to say, this was fun, but ultimately we're not on the same page? Right. Right. And that's incredibly challenging to do. I know in my journey in dating, so I was dating in Colorado for over a decade. Mm. And when I say... I've gone out with hundreds of men. I literally mean hundreds of men where Mm -hmm. I was going on three or four dates with new dudes every single week. And I showed up with this intense pressure trying to assess, are they the one? Will my family like them? Are my friends going to adore them? Is he going to be ambitious enough? Will he make enough money? I mean, I was all in this very overwhelming script and it was miserable and exhausting And part of the biggest pitfall to my journey was not listening to my intuition. Mm. And I want to bring intuition into the conversation for dating because my intuition would tell me this person isn't safe. Mm. And I don't mean physically. I mean, emotionally, they're not safe for me. Mm. Psychologically, cognitively, they're not providing safety. My intuition and my gut would tell me this person is not meeting my needs and they're not going to meet my needs. Mm -hmm. But I bypassed all that. I ignored the superpower that we have as women that was saying, whoa, 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 bitch, slow down. Yeah. Take a pause. Yeah. 
And I did it time and time again where I would go out with men that were emotionally unavailable, that had avoidant attachment, and I was addicted to it. It was like this sick cycle where I knew that they weren't going to show up in the way that I needed. I knew they weren't going to commit. I knew that they weren't going to be the partner that I deeply deserved, but I would ignore it and keep plowing through it for this desperate attempt to be loved. And that is painful. I feel like that's a word that we haven't brought up, right? We've brought up exhausting, draining, you know, all those things, but it's fucking painful. Oh, it's grueling for me. Wow. Like as much as I want to bring a joke to this, I can't because it was so painful to go through a decade of putting my heart on the line, of being courageous and authentic and wholehearted. And I felt every guy absolutely betrayed me in the process. Fuck them. But you know what? Even as I say that, and, and, and a little tear came to my eye, Yeah. immediately my brain just went to, but bitch, you allowed that. And this took me 12 years to realize that every dysfunctional pattern that I perpetuated in dating is purely my own fault. I love that. I love that you can take responsibility for yourself in that because that's something that I don't always see with my clients or my friends, right? I'm the victim. I'm the perpetual victim. Right. Right. No. Guys fuck me over. I get screwed. Nobody's going to love me. I'm bad. No. No, bitch. No, 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 no. You got no boundaries. You don't listen to your intuition. And you don't honor yourself. No. No, you don't honor yourself. That was a pivotal moment in my dating journey when I said, no more playing victim, Polly. You need to take responsibility for how you perpetuate this dysfunctional cycle. And you need to listen to your intuition. And you need to honor that intuition when it says to you, Paulina, you are not safe. Your needs are not being met. You are unhappy. You are dissatisfied. The moment I said, okay, intuition, I love you and I'm going to listen to you, my dating path radically changed. Yes. Radically changed. Yes. And the anxious avoidant attachment style trap that I kept getting into, and and we're going to do an episode on attachment styles so that we can bring this concept to life. The minute I started to speak up and advocate for myself and share with these men, my needs aren't being met. I need blank, or it would be helpful if you could do blank, or I'm needing to receive more of blank. I started attracting wildly different men, wildly different men. That's so powerful because what you were putting out there, right, you were receiving. Right. And so I think for our listeners who might be dealing with dating or might be even uncomfortable in their current relationship, right, like everything we're talking about, humor, boundaries, all of these things that our podcast, you know, really focuses on, it's like applying those things to your dating life and recognizing the importance of what are my needs? Is this person going to meet them? Mm -hmm. Are they currently meeting them? If they're not verbalizing them, and if they continue to not, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Fuck that shit. And all of that brain overanalyzing, but maybe he can change. No, no, no. I just need to give him time. No, honey. No. 
You give the person an opportunity to make the changes. You advocate, you spell out your needs, you give them the chance to show up differently. And if they cannot do it, Mm -hmm. you walk away. Right. You go. It's okay. There's plenty of fish in the sea. As they say, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. Get out. I wish I had done that. I would have saved so many hours of crying over the decade that I dated. And let me tell you this before we wrap up. Your pain that you experienced in that decade has been a huge blessing to me. Because as I've been dating, as I've been experiencing what you experience on a much shorter scale, right? I've been able to see so much more clearly. So thank you for suffering so much (laughs) because you (laughs) saved me a shit ton. I appreciate that. You know, what I'll say in in closing is listen to your intuition. Yep. Remove the pressures and be present and show up and find gratitude in the process. Mm -hmm. Set boundaries, Mm -hmm. advocate your needs. And I can say this with a giant smile. I met an incredible human that will be my life partner. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron. Our tech guy right now. Our tech guy. I found someone who's absolutely incredible. He's wholehearted. He's authentic. He's vulnerable. He meets my needs. He takes us responsibility. I couldn't ask for a better partner. And that would have never happened had I not gone through all of the bullshit in the process. Hell yeah. Okay. (laughs) Love, love, love. All right. Well, we wish everyone happy dating in 2023. And we hope that the back and forth bullshit of all of this allows you to show up a little bit differently in the process. Hell yeah. Love ya. Lots of love. 